Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to another huge episode of Nerdy 30s. We can call it huge, right? Uh, and we're glad to be back with you this week. We got um, a lot to cover. And I think this week we are finally going to delve into Secret Wars thus far, as well as we'll touch on uh, other topics including movies, television, news, wrestling, all of those sort of things. And we're looking forward to just uh, reaching out and touching all of you in that special nerdy place. And uh, I'm your host, Jeff Griffith, joined as always by my co-host, Jimmy Kelly. Hello, hello. And Matt Klein. How you doing? <laughs> Matt, are you ready to touch someone in their special nerdy place tonight? Yeah, I am always ready to touch someone in that special nerdy place. <laughs> there's like there's like two, three, maybe even four special nerdy places I'll touch. <laughs> and uh, we will try to hit on all of those at various points throughout the night. So uh, <laughs> we will start things out by um, touching base because... Uh, that's what the fans want. They want to know what's been going on with us. So we'll start with you this week, Matt. What has been going on, good sir? Man, it's been uh, quite the last week dealing with uh, very busy at work, sickness, mm-hmm. very busy with wrestling, death and family. It's yeah. been quite a, quite a hectic week, I'll say that. It really has, man. You're right. You're right. I didn't have the... Uh, sickness that you had, but I, I was with you on two of the three there. Never fun. Never fun. The rest one was fun, but it was busy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Jimmy, what about you, sir? Uh, what did I do this week? <laughs> uh, kind of runs together for me all the time. Uh, let's see. I put out my new Minecraft kids book on Amazon. Uh, uh, watch a few movies. I think this was the week that I watched the Baba Duke. Uh, watch Fast and the Furious Seven. Uh, just kind of chilled, man. That's all I, you know. When you when you broke down, it's about all you get done. All right. Well, I guess uh, it could be worse, but at least you get to watch some cool movies, right? Because <laughs> uh, I'm actually looking forward to hearing about. It. From you a little bit because I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't heard about it. If you know what I mean, I got what you're saying. So, looking forward to that. And I mean, as for me, pretty much the same boat as Matt. Just uh, had a huge weekend with Miracle on the Mountain, mm-hmm. which we covered extensively last weekend. And uh, yeah, I mean that's one of the ones I feel like I was. I'm still kind of tired from it. So I can't even imagine what poor Cody Green and Eric Foster feel like. Uh, felt like that night they were both running around like crazy so yeah, it was a big night big night but uh, 
lots to touch on this week. So, Jimmy, I thought I would uh, roll the ball to you and see what you wanted to hit on first. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about comic books since we all got some things to talk about. That sounds awesome, awesome, awesome to me, especially because um, I know for a fact that Matt got caught up today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're all, I think, caught up on Secret Wars thus far. So I think it would be a good time to uh, kind of delve into some Secret Wars conversation. We're three issues in on this huge event, and uh, definitely probably lots of topics and points to discuss with this. So I will start, Matt, since you are freshest with this, you literally just read uh, issues two and three, I think, today. Um, where do you stand on it so far? What's, what's some things that's jumping off the page at you? Oh, man, well, I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, in, in general, mm-hmm. uh, loving the development of seeing a little more in, into this world we've gone and who's there, and then kind of a big thing happened there. This last book, or I felt like this was pretty huge with uh, some returns. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Um. I gotta ask you. I, I, I texted you this the other day, and I said, "Man, I, there's something I want to ask you when you get caught up." And um, I know that when this series first started, you saw a lot of people saying, "You know, Game of Thrones comparisons." And I definitely think that's a that's a very apt comparison. I mean, it does feel a lot like that in a lot of ways. But uh, do you think that the way that he's being portrayed and drawn? in this book, is Doctor Strange, does, is he reminding you at all of Littlefinger? He looks just like him. <laughs> that's, I can't, the whole time I'm, I'm like reading it, I'm like, that's Littlefinger. Strange does, Littlefinger. So, really I was wondering does, if it was just me. Just like him. Pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty much spot on. Is it intentional? Do you think that, do you think that, uh, you know, when he, when they're drawing it, do you think that they're intentionally going for that? I, I don't know. It's it's so uncanny that it, I don't know how you could not realize that. <laughs> Jimmy, did you pick up on that at all? I can see that for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because when you're when you're doing that, I'm sure you have to kind of put models in your head to draw. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> What do you think, because, okay, um, I guess the the big thing to take away from all this, I mean, issue one, you saw the cataclysm of, you know, the final two universes colliding, and that was that. But then issues two and three has really been about battle world and this new world that's been formed from chunks of all the different universes that's, you know, surviving parts. And I feel like we've, in these issues two and three, we've really gotten a sense of the the scope of Battle World and kind of what Battle World's all about. And we saw that Doom, I mean, Doom is, he's the god of this world, pretty much. And, um, you know, you're seeing things like the the Thors are his police force, more or less, and there's just a bunch of Thors. Um, all this. Where, where do you think, um, for instance, there's different characters I want to ask what you're thinking, you know. Like right now with Strange, what is his game that he's playing? Is Strange just completely gave in to this, or do you think that he has 
another plan? Is he playing this uh, quote-unquote Game of Thrones? As I'm going to keep saying because it does feel like it. Is he playing this game with Doom with a different, with an ulterior motive? Oh, uh, yeah, I think without question. Um, what about the uh, the uh, the Thor Corps? Are they, at any point are they going to wake up and realize what's going on? That's the thing. I mean, we don't realize with all of this. I mean, it's like each of these are from different universes. I mean, are any of these Thors even the Thor that we know from the regular universe? Like conglomerized in with that. Right, and uh, yeah, I mean, we don't know. Uh, I think it's a very strong possibility that they'll. The potential's there, at least for for that Thor army to rise up. I'm sure it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I, I've um, I thought probably to me my favorite moment so far, and I saw some people complaining about this online. Honestly, and um, to me, I, I'm the complete opposite. I'm loving. I loved in issue three when we got to see Doom unmasked. Yeah, that was cool. That was a big moment, and I saw a lot of people complaining about that, saying that that should never happen. That you know, Doom, what he looks like under the mask should remain a mystery. And I don't know. I'm I'm in the complete opposite corner. I think it really adds a lot of gravity and weight to the situation. Well, yeah, that was the way I kind of my take on it as well. It just it 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 was in such a big moment feeling that it it was it added. I don't know. It just added so much. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Well, to where I mean, if that's done somewhere in vain for no real reason or not as a right moment I can see the complaints but I mean yeah right I mean if we look at this this <laughs> series potentially could end up being the biggest Marvel story ever told in ways I think you could argue it already is just because of what's happened it's unprecedented so I mean like you said if it was like if it was just like random issue uh, 388 of Fantastic Four and they did that, then yeah, that would probably be something to complain about. It's like, why would you waste it on that? But I think at a moment in a, a book that I feel like is going to define everything going forward forever, I feel like it was a it was an apropos time to do it. But Jimmy, you have any thoughts on it? Well, I think that, you know, he is God in that world and by showing his face and everything, you know, you're finally seeing that. I think it kind of maybe brings it down to more of a a, a human. He is, uh, you know, he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was a good idea because, I mean, if you look at everything else in the book and you go back to, go back and, and read the, the the last issue of that first, uh, you know, the first Secret Wars, or was it to say? I can't remember. Anyway, you you would think there's nobody ever going to beat him ever. Yeah. He's not, I mean, what fun is that if he's not vulnerable to anything? Right, right. And that's my next question, actually, for both of you. Is Doom, is Doom, A, defeatable here, and B, 
is he a hundred percent? Like you know, I mean, you always think of Doom as being you know one of the big bads of the Marvel universe. Do, do you get the sense that he's not exactly like? I feel like in in ways he's tried to do what he thought was right to possibly save what he could of reality. Like he doesn't feel a hundred percent bad to me in this. No, I, 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 I agree completely, man. I think he seems like he's been plucked into a bad situation and has tried to make at least in his mind the best of it. And some of that sure is default, but it, it seems like it's a real, mm-hmm. real turning, a real turnaround. I guess I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing. I think you can see already. Just, I mean, in this series, I mean, we've heard all the rumors for months now that Marvel wants to phase out the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. And it's really became more than rumor. If you look at merchandising, if you look at posters and shirts that came out, like classic images that certain characters have just been omitted from and replaced by images that the Marvel Studios own, it's no secret. They're phasing these out in one way or another. And I think that in this series, you can really see the, uh, the I mean, the dis- I guess the disassembly of the Fantastic Four. I mean, Reed Richards is just a crumbling mess at this point. Um, I mean, Sue, well, the, the Sue of this reality is with Doom. But, I mean, we saw the Sue that we've known for years. Uh, we saw her, and for all intents and purposes, it looked like her and Val- Valeria... And Franklin, the rest of the foundation, killed. Um, I just, you know, I just, I feel like you are going to see these characters going forward, but I don't think you're going to see the Fantastic Four going forward. In fact, I saw some preview images that Marvel released this week of post-Secret Wars, like the all-new Marvel Universe. And it was interesting because it looks like the Thing is going to become a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the post Secret Wars universe. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Who knows what they're going to do? Right? <laughs> I mean, you can tell they don't want to give Fox money. It seems like them and Fox, I mean, how have they managed to work with Sony now? You know, it seems like they're working with everybody, but this with Fox, I guess, is the issue. Well, I think the difference is it's Spider-Man. When it came to Sony, I mean, that would—I I feel like Spider-Man's the one character that they would have literally been over backwards to do whatever they could do. He's the Mickey Mouse of Marvel. If Marvel's—if Marvel was the Walt Disney Company, which they're owned by the Walt Disney Company, but if they were the Walt Disney Company, Spider-Man's their Mickey Mouse. Yeah, absolutely. So, and. Uh, Speaking of Spider-Man, um, I don't, did you get a chance to read Renew Your Vows yet, Matt? Or Renew the Vows? Uh, no, not yet. I have not. I know you picked it up. I didn't know if you got I won't go too much into it because I don't want to spoil anything for you. But I know, Jimmy, you got a chance to read it. Um, and there was a point, and, and this is all I'll say. And this is not going to spoil anything for you, Matt. But, uh, Jimmy, we were talking about this. I kind of hope that this Spider-Man that we see in the Renew the Vows series coming out of Secret Wars, 
I kind of hope that's the new Spider-Man going forward. I, I'm actually really down with that. Well, they're adding some wrinkles in there to make him interesting, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I, I would like to. It's hard to really talk about it with yeah. pulling, pulling the issue, but Matt, you're going to like it. And, like, as soon as you read it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. It's just a major moment, and you'll understand. Mm-hmm. Very major, very major. And, um, you know, I think what I loved about it, and once more, this is not spoiling anything, but I'll just say there's some seeds, story seeds, that are planted in there that are things that any writer could have so much material to work with going forward. Yes, I'd agree with that. And uh, it's just um, great stuff, great, great stuff. So um, I did like uh, the moment in uh, Secret Wars when Miles met up with Peter when they saw each other again. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. Because um, I, I do definitely feel like, I mean, let's face it, once Secret Wars is over, the one thing I can promise you, the Ultimate Universe is gone. We're never getting that back. But I'm really glad that Miles Morales is going to make his way into the regular Marvel continuity going forward because I think that's a good character. And I think uh, I think he's a, a, a very... Uh, that's just a cool character that I, I'm really glad... In fact, that's really the only character I think that you really need to completely pour it over from that universe. <laughs> I'm trying to think, but yeah, that's probably the only one that stands out to me. That definitely. I guess you, you can make the argument for Black Nick Fury, but I think they already kind of, which I don't know what they're going to do with that. Because I do feel like they're going to want to have Black Nick Fury going forward. I think you're right. I mean, you got the movie, which I saw, uh, and one thing surprised me, I guess Samuel L. Jackson is not supposed to be in the next Captain America movie because he only has two two more films on his contract. Yeah, apparently I guess they want to save him for Infinity War part even one though <laughs> even though he said he's more than willing to appear in other films. I don't know if it's just the cost is too high, although I couldn't imagine. But I mean I don't know. If you saw the the cast list for Civil War, it's insane. Like I don't know how they're gonna afford this cast. <laughs> but it's like it's, it's, it's got to end up being the most expensive cast ever. The movie's going to make a billion dollars. They can afford whatever they want. That's true. And that's, that's not even I'll... counting the merchandise money. That's just the money off the film. Oh, oh, absolutely, man. What about? I was talking to somebody today, and um, he brought up to me talking about Infinity War when that Infinity Gauntlet when that movie happens. If they do do what? everybody kind of suspects we're going to do and bring everybody in. Think about that budget, what it's going to have to be like. If you bring in the characters from the Netflix shows, if you bring in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., plus all of the characters from the cinematic universe, like, I mean, just imagine what that budget's going to look like. It's going to be nuts. And the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean... I'm sure they can make it work. It won't. It won't be a problem. But Again, uh, I mean, I, they they have the money to spend. 
They just, uh, you know, threw and lost $120 million for Tomorrowland. They don't care. They're they making plenty of money. They'll throw money at junk to make some money. Yeah, that, that movie uh, That movie was not very successful. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a shame I haven't watched it yet, so I can't comment on it. I mean, I I feel like I'm probably going to love that movie. I love Brad Bird. I love... Uh, I've been reading the prequel book, actually. There's a, a prequel book that put out called Before Tomorrowland, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. And I think I'm, I think I'm going to like it just because I like the, the concept of the story. But I haven't had a chance to make it out to the theater. So I guess I'm part of the problem, right? Well, you are a supposed and a man who claims to be a huge Disney nerd, and you haven't went and watched one of their main films. So, I mean, I'm part of the problem, right? I guess so. You're no longer a Disney nerd. You're declassified. <laughs> I lost my, I lost my, uh, yeah, classification. But um, you know, it's, I will say, I'm, I'm planning on trying to go to the drive-in and watch it this weekend. So. Uh, that movie to go to the drive-in, you probably need to be like 18 or 19 with your girlfriend, so you got something to do to kill the boredom. I don't think it's going to be boring, man. I think it's going to be awesome. I like, I saw a few good, but I saw a whole lot more bad than good. Right, yeah. I, I, it, I, it, like, I know every time I've looked, the ratings have been pretty much right in the middle. Nothing, you know, great. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it'll hold my attention just because of the Disney connection. Well, you know, I feel like for you it is going to be good because there's some people with some things that – Pretty much, you're gonna like it just because you know it's uh, Disney and you know the the story and it it fits your liberal Disney heart more than anything I've know out there right now. <laughs> uh, hey, back on Secret Wars. You know, a few weeks ago when I brought this up, I know Jimmy, you said that you. Or you, you're staying away from the tie-in. You've decided to stay away from the tie-in. I you did one tie-in this week, and I guess that Amazing Spider-Man is it? Is that a tie-in? Yeah, yeah, that's a tie-in. Okay. Well, I, I was going to Spider-Man. Well, I, I was going to bring up. I, I agree with you to an extent, although there's a. I won't lie to you. There is a part of me, and it's that compulsive part that wants to go out there and buy. I want to show, I want to go to create and buy every single book that has the Secret Wars title on it. There's a part of me that wants to, but I'm not going to at all. I mean, but I've decided with this to pick and choose on the things that I feel are really going to be important going forward, and the ones that have creative themes that completely you know just grab me. And there's one that I want to talk about that came out um, a couple weeks ago. I finally got the chance to read it, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna advise this to both of you as definitely one to check out because I feel like it's awesome, and that would be Planet Hulk issue one, and um, I'm, I'm sure issue two is coming out soon. But this is written by Sam Humphreys with art by Mark Lanning, and it is awesome. It definitely fleshes out a, another part of the battle world. Because if you'll remember on your map when you looked up north, you have the Greenland. And this has got, issue one actually has two stories in it. And the second story kind of shows you what became of Greenland. 
on this battle world. Um, Amadeus Cho and Bruce Banner are doing this experiment, and it ends up they accidentally let off a rocket, and it puts out gamma radiation and irradiates everyone on this part of the planet. So they're all hulks. So everything up north on Battleworld, it's like a whole nation of hulks. So that's you know that's why they're calling it Planet Hulk. But in this book, Doom comes to Steve Rogers, and um, Steve Rogers is in this like gladiatory kind. Of, it's like almost like gladiator. He's in this arena fighting, and his backup is. If you'll remember the old Jack Kirby creation, Devil Dinosaur, but Steve Rogers and Devil Dinosaur, Doom comes to them and uh, basically makes the offer to them that he needs them to go to the Greenland and Captain America, well, Steve Rogers tells him, he's like, well, I'll do it, but only on one condition. You have to tell me where Bucky's at. And he says, well, that's where he's at. If you go to Greenland, you'll find him. So this issue... Steve actually makes his way into Greenland with all the Hulks to try to find Bucky. So it's Steve Rogers and Devil Dinosaur going into a land of Hulks. And if that doesn't sound awesome, I don't know what does. And uh, I, I highly recommend it. Very good first issue. I think this is going to go like three or four issues. But um, of all the tie-ins and stuff, this was one that I felt like was one that had to be read. And the cover art's amazing. I mean, I'm sure you probably saw the poster hanging on the uh, door of your comic shop if you went in, of uh, the, the giant fist headed down towards Steve Rogers holding up the shield and the axe, and, like, the fist is made up of all kinds of little Hulk fists. Have you guys saw that? Yeah, I did, man. I started to pick it up today, and I did, and I wish I would have. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I think you would both really dig it. It's a fun story. Definitely recommending that one. And there was one that came out today. I didn't get to go to the shop today. I'm pr- hoping to go tomorrow. But weird, uh, did you see Weird World in there today, Matt? I, I did, man. I, again, I started to pick up several of them. Then I contained myself. And then after I came home and read Secret Wars, then I wish I would have. <laughs> <laughs> well, Weird World, that's written by Jason Aaron with art by okay. Del Mundo. That's the guy that did this cover for Planet Hulk, Del Mundo. And this weird world, uh, I was reading, this is one of the books that's actually going to continue on past Secret Wars. So, And from everything I'm reading, this is very much swords and sorcery uh, mixed with sci-fi. This is Jason Aaron's chance to basically go nuts and tell uh, like stories that would have been in creepy or eerie in the 70s. Nice. And uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. I'm definitely going to go pick that up tomorrow. Follow at me when you get down there. I'll go. I might ride with you. That sounds like a plan, brother. So, I mean, yeah, Jimmy, did you have a chance to check that out? Well, I don't have to ride and get it because I I tried to read it. It's going to hurt your feelings. But okay, I couldn't tell you if it's a great book because I absolutely hate comics that are like the painted stuff. I hate it. It looks so... I, I couldn't get into it. It looks so bad. It hurt my eyes so bad I couldn't read it. I got oh, you don't like pages. the Del Mundo art? Man, I love Del Mundo's art. I just... I, oh, okay, like, well, that's... You, you said, you know, you, you were like, oh, you gotta you gotta tra- check this out. 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I got to get it. So I started trying to read it today, and I got through like two or three pages, and it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't do this. It's real interesting. I want to ask you a question on this. Actually, this is a interesting topic because <laughs> I remember this was your also your complaint with Thor, God of Thunder. Was the uh, painted art style right? I hate. I hate the painted art stuff. Okay, here's where I'm going to probably get, you know, people are going to think I'm absolutely nuts. I love Alex Ross art. Yeah. Okay, most people know that he is. Yes. I would hang it on my wall. I have had it hanging on my wall. Right. But I don't enjoy reading Kingdom Come because of the art that style. See, that was I was that was one of the questions. <laughs> I actually here here is a I actually have never read. I have them. Have the have the series. I've never read the comics. I bought the novel and read it because I didn't like trying to read the comics. So okay, where I'm going with this? How do you feel because Assad Rivik, that was the artist that you didn't care for in Thor: God of Thunder, with the painted art style. That's the guy that's drawing Secret Wars. How do you feel about his art in this? Do you like it better because it's not as painterly and it's kind of tamed down? It's tamed down. I don't particularly... It does not distract me so much. I mean, I definitely noticed. I was I was annoyed. Yeah. That that's what it was. But it's it, like you said, it is definitely a it's a it's a tamed down of thought here in Secret Wars compared to what he does in Thor: God of Thunder. But also, I really really wanted to read that, so I was going to fight through it no matter what. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas that other one, I wanted to read it because Jason Aaron, but I I hate that style. I, it annoys me. I can't stand it. So. Let me ask you, like, okay, because, like, I know Matt said he saw Have you saw the Planet Hulk cover that I was referring to that he did, Del Mundo, the guy that did Battle World? I, I have no problem with it on the covers. That's where it needs to stay. I love That's what I was ask you. So you don't mind the covers. You just don't prefer that in your sequentials. It's it's too much. See, I didn't realize. I knew you were a big Alex Ross fan. I didn't realize you don't even like his, uh, sequen- his, even like his sequentials and that stuff. No, I, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I love his stuff. I, I, I've had it on the wall. I mean, I love it, but I don't want to read the books. I mean, I, I literally bought the novel The Kingdom Come and read it because I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> I love Kingdom Come so much, man. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave that. Um, but, I mean, I know it seems crazy. I don't know if... I know there's people out there... And you might be one of those people. There's literally people out there I know who like to sit down with their comic book and will basically read it with their... We'll read the art first. They go to the story. And they won't even read really the words. They just flip through the art. And then go back and take it in in two parts and then go back and read. I mean, I know there's people out there that do that. I just... Literally, just like three pages, I was like, I can't do this. I don't. I don't want to read this story enough to have to deal with this art. I mean, it's interesting to me because that that I think that's. I've always thought when it comes to comics, that's why you and me make uh, like we're, we're like yin and yang with comics, man. 
because I think you are so story focused. I am. I mean, and I'm and I'm I'm definitely more art focused. But I think the beauty of comics is when they come together, when the art and story come together, and uh, maybe that could be Matt. Matt's the Matt. You're the come together, <laughs> <laughs> like the Beatles. But um, <laughs> but no, I just I find, I've always found that so interesting because. But no, I get what you're saying. I'm definitely not somebody that just I can't sit down and. Uh, Look through the book with the art without reading it first. I have to. I I have to take it in all at once. But I'm also somebody. I don't read a comic as fast as most people either, probably, because I usually will sit and soak in every panel after I read it. Like I don't just skim. Like I, I like to look at every little detail of the art. And like I'm I'm looking at like cross hatching. I'm looking at you know every little thing. So it takes me a little bit longer to read a comic usually. Because I, like I, I'm just I'm taking in every panel, soaking it in. See, I just I'm reading the story. The the rest of it is nice. I mean, I enjoy like that Batman Forty that picture I posted on the Nerdy Thirties Facebook page. I thought that was just awesome. Did you see the one I posted today where he was fighting the Joker and the Joker put he basically put a Joker face on his back, cutting Batman up using two knives. It was pretty sweet, like a smiley. It was it was awesome. I um, as far as Batman Forty, I, I don't know if 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 you have read or were reading that story. I was not reading that story, but there was so much stuff on Twitter about it. I was like, man, I gotta go read this. Mm-hmm. Now I want to read the rest of the story because that last issue was so good. Man, I gotta admit, I've uh, I, you know, I love Scott Snyder, and uh. uh I love Capullo, and I've loved their Batman run, but I have not read. I read like I read the whole bat their whole Batman run up until like the second issue, the End Game, right? Was it? That's what you're talking about, like the last part of End Game. I read it's issue forty. It might be End Game. I don't know. It's it's the I one think it is, they, and it's so like I it's started. right before the bat suit comes into play, the bat armor. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's the last bit. I've read like up until like the second issue of the Endgame, and I I just I haven't even picked them up since then. Something happened with me where that I kind of lost interest in this Batman story for some reason. Well, I stopped reading it for a while, but then, like I said, there's there's a lot of Twitter talk about Batman Forty, Batman Forty. So mm-hmm. I got to check it out, and I, and I checked it out. I was like, oh, this is a good story. It's interesting. Um. The end was definitely pretty good. The bat, the big fights with the Joker. I love the Joker in those. Uh, I mean, to me, that's the best Joker ever. The one that Snyder has written. Mm-hmm. I love that Joker. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yes, I agree. I agree. He. Uh, he's I love him in the death of the family storyline that they did. Yeah, um, it's good stuff. Uh, the ending. I, I want. I wanted you to read it. Because where I haven't read it, I know there's like the final panel. There's this, or one of the final panels. There's this thing that it emphasizes, but I'm lost. I don't know what it means because I haven't read the rest of the stories. So you, you know what? It, I will jump in and I will if, if tomorrow if I go to the shop to pick up that weird world, I'll pick up the issues I need to get caught up on Batman, and I'll try to get caught up. We can talk about it next week. Just read Batman. Don't worry about weird worlds. Don't waste your money. Nah, dude, that's not going to be a waste of money. It's going to be a glorious, 
glorious spending of money. 23 pages of Del Mundo art and some Jason Aaron words. Come on, man. Swords and sorcery, wizardry, whatever. I don't care. Savagery. Yeah. That's for you, not for me. I will, I'll tell you another book, and then we can get off comics, because we've used a lot of comics here. But uh, Zombies, the Marvel Zombies, number one. I read that today. I enjoyed that. Oh, did that, that come out? It was pretty good, yeah. And that's yeah, a secret word. Now, the zombies, this is weird because I'm sure you guys probably have your little uh, battle world map that they gave you, too. Right. I keep looking at mine. And uh, so the zombies, they're on the lower portion of battle world. Am I right? And there's like a wall, kind of like the wall on a, <laughs> like the wall on a Game of Thrones. Yeah. Am I right? They're on, they're, they're on the other side of the wall. Right? Is there a night watch? Um, I think you could consider this. I think possibly. Yeah. Yes, they possibly is. Which, by the way, you should not even be allowed to talk about Game of Thrones because I would love to sit and talk a whole episode about. Oh this. yes. Just you got last... proud of me. I plowed through four episodes this morning. So. You are still so far behind. It's unreal. I'm a. The last I'm... that. Uh, Switching to Game of Thrones for it without giving it away. Like, I knew, I, I texted Matt, find out if he had watched it. And, then, like, I, I was watching it as as I was texting him. And, like, this one thing happened. And, like, my only comment to Matt was, like, WTF, you know. <laughs> I couldn't believe I was so pissed off. I, like, I wanted <laughs> to kill someone. <laughs> I honestly think that you and Matt, I'm not even joking here, I'm not being facetious, I genuinely think you guys should record like reactions to the new episodes because I, obviously I can't jump in on that with you. But I think you guys, I would love, once I go, once I you know, watch these, I'd love to go back and listen to your reactions to that. Yes, you can. You can power through them all tomorrow. Get it done. I'll tell you, you can. Here's, how, here's to prove that you can. I started Arrow yes, on last Thursday, I think. I am now 22 episodes in, so it can be done, man. you got to get on it. <laughs> if I didn't have to watch so much daggone wrestling, too. Put the wrestling aside for a little while. Dude, there's so much wrestling. There's so Dude, much wrestling. Now. I, I have now. I'm not going to lie because I've been watching those things. I'm, I'm behind on, like, Lucha and ROH right now, a couple of episodes. My I don't Lord. watch TNA, and I spent – Raw was perfect this week because I only needed to watch the first 15 minutes, and then I was done. Well, you, 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 if you didn't watch the whole show, then you missed uh, Jamie by God Noble and uh, John uh, – not John, God. Joey uh, – what is it? Joey Mercury, what is wrong with me? Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury's big uh, match with Seth Rollins. I don't know. Yeah. They, on Twitter, WWE, they, tw- they right before the show, they're like, only 20 minutes until Raw starts. And I replied back and put, can you just tell me when Kevin Owens is going to be on so I don't waste my time? <laughs> All I care about right now is WWE, honestly, really. There's no other. I mean, the Ambrose thing is kind of interesting, but. We all know like, where it's going. They screwed Ambrose so bad that, like, it's hard for me to want to get into him anymore. They really hurt him, man. The, the booking of Ambrose, they had a character there that could have been 
perfectly on top of the world. And I feel like they really hurt him with bad booking. And, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like it's – I feel like they're getting there. Like, when Raw went off the other night and it showed Ambrose on the ladder with the belt and stuff, I thought, man, they could still get there with him. They could get back to where they was. I don't – I didn't see it. Matt, what do you think? I, I think the potential's still there, but they'll probably plunder it. But, I mean, yeah, he's – last few closings of Raw, he's went out looking like a megastar. Um, I, I do agree with you, though, Jimmy, honestly. Other than the, uh, the Kevin Owens-Neville match, which I thought was awesome. That was a good match. Other than that, I feel like Raw was really bad this week. It was pretty boring. I, 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 I had a real hard time watching. I literally stopped watching after that. It's like, I'm like, okay, I saw everything I want to see. I'm done. I know I slept through some of it. But I'm not sure what, and I didn't really go back and try to find out what. Be honest. I, I, I slept through some of it too, but I did go back and read what I missed. But I didn't go back and watch it. Um, I fell asleep during the Luke Harper and the Eric Rowan match. That's where I fell asleep too. But apparently they're doing the 3D now. Yeah, Which apparently uh, pissed off Bubba, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one of the many uh, wrestler Twitter feuds that started this week. Apparently uh, Samoa Joe, and, not Samoa Joe, but Kevin Nash and uh, Kevin Owens, the beginnings of a possible Twitter feud, and uh, Hulk Hogan and CM Punk. <laughs> Nash is just trying to get himself into an angle again, and we saw how well that worked with the summer of Punk. I mean, he wants to derail it so bad. He does. It's like, I need to crush him and then muster up in him, blow a hamstring. I'm going to walk him out. It's like, that's all I need. I just. You know, maybe, I think that's been one of my, I love Kevin. I used to, I'm, I'm undecided. I can't even say right now. I used to love Kevin Nash. You know, mm-hmm. Big Daddy Cool, one of my favorites back in the day. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've liked Kevin Nash through the years, but I hate that he does feel like the look is so important. He's so me. hung up on it, man. He is, but, I mean, it's like when you do that, I mean, right off the top of your head, one of the, the greats, and if he'd have been in, used right in the WWE, he could have been Dusty Rhodes. I definitely didn't have the look. He looked much worse than Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. Much but worse, he, dude. But, you know, he had everything else that he needed. And, you know, as far as Kevin answers, do women want to be with him and guys want to be him? I, I think <laughs> Dusty kind of had that going on for himself there. Yeah, I don't know how he did it, but he did. But Nash is so caught up in how people look, and it's so annoying to me. Well, if you'll remember, to me, like the worst thing that could have possibly happened at the time with the whole CM Punk thing was the night he came out and said he looked like a short order cook or whatever, and that was his. Like to me, like that should have never been allowed to happen because here's a guy that's getting over with the fan legitimately, and he's got a hurdle to some people because of his look. And that's not what you do is call attention to the hurdle. That's not 
if you go back and look at what made ECW work with Paul Heyman, did Paul Heyman accentuate anything that could be perceived as a negative with any of those people? Well, but Paul Heyman was a wizard because Paul Heyman made people that were horrible in the ring genuine cult stars like Sandman. Right, but look, look, and I could be wrong. Maybe I've missed it, but and one of the reasons I respect John Cena so much, he has not in any way brought attention to, you know, Kevin Steen is a little bit fat or, you know, he's out there in T-shirt and shorts. You know, he hasn't brought attention to any of anything like that. Yes. And look, look at no. him. I mean, he, all they do is put over him as a beast. Because he's I, not, I don't feel like Cena is, um, I don't know what, I don't know what the word is. He's, he's not afraid somebody is going to be bigger than him. If they are great, if, you know, they're going to have to well, knock think, him off, but he's not afraid of that, I don't think. You know what I think? I think, first of all, much like what you're saying, I think that it feels like John Cena genuinely wants to get Owens over. Well, here's um, one of the things and, I've noticed on Owens. Mm-hmm. You look, this is the first guy that's getting Cena more cheers and mm-hmm. less booze. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. You're 100% right. And John Cena is smart enough to realize that the way to continue to be on top and the way to continue to make that on top money is to have people that will be on top with you. Would Ric Flair have ever been the draw he was in the 80s without Ricky Steamboat, without Sting, without... It's because he needed people to be built up to be there with him because without the great rivalries, you're not that great star. Right, and Cena knows everybody's getting tired of Cena and Orton. Cena and Orton, that's the fallback, Cena and Orton, Cena and Orton. Yeah, Cena knows. how refreshing. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I I think Cena's smart enough to realize that, and I I genuinely think he wants to get Owens over, and I don't think he's going to have much of a problem with it because the man's over, let's be honest. Uh, When's the last time you could think of the new guy debuted and within a month, he already has three shirts up on shop zone. <laughs> not only on shop zone, but you know, there's lots of Kevin Owens shirts in the world right now. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, I've saw lots of them. There's some cool ones too. Uh, mm-hmm. Over on Etsy, you can probably find some pretty cool ones. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Etsy, probably if you had a local t- t-shirt shop, you could probably get some cool ones. Yeah, something. But uh, I just think I'm amazed. I'm amazed that they haven't. It's like it's been perfect, but at the same time, Kevin Owens, he's worked it perfect. I mm-hmm. mean, the thing that they've done where, like, you know, Cena wants to challenge him, and then like, but you know, Cena like uh, Steen backs off. Owens, oh, where you're gonna call? I want to. I call him Steen. I'll have to. Yeah. And, you know, how, how, how he'll back off? He'll like, yeah, I'm gonna fight, gonna fight, and he backs off. It's like the fans want it and want it, but then he takes it away, and you know, you can just hear him booing him. It's so. It's like he has that heat or respect where like, 
a lot of times he'll get some cheers, he, people respect him, but then like he'll boo him because he's such a good he's bad a good guy. Dick. He just burns. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we here we go. We talk about new case We talk about classic case and um, Owens is new kayfabe because in, in ways he's new kayfabe because he's so old. He's also so classic kayfabe because look at it. There it is. He's getting those cheers, but at the same time, he's smart enough to pull the little things from the past to add to his character that works, and that's one of the big ones right there, backing off like that. That's a classic heel maneuver that he's been using for a while now. I mean, he's, and we saw him do it in NXT with Samoa Joe that night. Same thing. It just works. And uh, he's just he's the perfect heel. He really is. Like, There's nobody performing on a higher level overall than Kevin Owens in WWE right now. What do you think, Matt? Man, I'm right there with you. I am absolutely loving it. It's, it's kind of blowing my mind to see what's happening, but I love it. What do you guys think happens at Money in the Bank this weekend? Oh, man, I'm so scared. I ain't going to lie. Kobe Kings is going to win it, baby. Free bird roll with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I told you my prediction. As far as the Money in the Bank goes, I think Kofi Kingston wins it, cashes in, <laughs> wins the belt, then Brock Lesnar beats him for the belt in Japan. <laughs> or, or, he, or he wins it and Brock beats him for the case somehow in Japan. Brock flips the case and don't have to work a ladder match. Oh, yeah, there's that. Think about it for a second. How interesting would it be to see Brock in a ladder match? Dude, I think it would be terrifying. Someone would legitimately die, I feel like. Probably like, him. He, he would try to do a shooting star off the top. He has been known to do some stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, I, mean, that's what, I, I, I think it would be terrifying. But, but I, as much as there's a part of me that would love to see it just because of the train wreck and brutality of it, I hope I never see it, to be honest. But you know, Kind of going back to Steen and, and Cena, how do you feel, what does it do if Cena gets, I don't think Cena needs the win right now. I, you know, I've thought about it, and uh, there's a part of me that feels like Cena's going to get the win, and they're going to go to the trilogy with the final match being SummerSlam. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it going on, honestly. Um, You're probably right. Always, I, I think that'll probably happen, and I don't think it hurts Owens a bit if that happens at this point. I don't think he needs to lose this series at all. Yeah, I agree with that. And no, no, I agree. I think Owens needs to win the series. Um, I would, if if it was me booking, I think I actually do give John Cena the win this weekend. But I give it to him via disqualification. I have Owens get himself disqualified by going too far. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. I don't know. I'm but, uh, not sure. We can't speak, speaking of money in the bank, the ladder match we do have to talk about. It. Let's let me go down on that. Um, is uh, 
Is Ambrose going to find a way to finally become the you know genuine champ? Nope. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Um, are we going to get the Roman heel turn? Don't be surprised if Roman doesn't walk out of there with the belt. You know, I kind of agree. But you know what I'm kind of thinking? Would it be that big of a shocker if they do want to do a Roman heel turn? Because I keep hearing that buzz. If they they start thinking about that, they might want to do that. Is it Would it be that big of a shocker for Roman to win the Money in the Bank match, Ambrose to win the belt in a crazy ladder match, only to have Roman and the authority come out, Roman automatically cash in? And uh, beat Dean for the belt. Roman comes yeah. out to celebrate. You know, him and Dean are in the ring. He hits mm-hmm. Dean, cashes in, and then let's have a shield three-way at Slam. That's perfect because, you know, that's a, that's a match they've been wanting to do. And I've heard people say that that would be the main event of WrestleMania. I really don't think it will be. In Texas, they're going to want to pull out some old classic stars for that. They're going to they 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 want Stone Cold so bad. They want The Rock so bad. That, that, I mean, because this is a big stadium they're trying to sell out next year for Mania. I don't think they're going to go with the, the Shield three way as the main event at WrestleMania. Oh, but you. I think that's a perfect main event for SummerSlam. I think it's a perfect match because you know you've got Dean and Rollins to carry the load, and you know you can let. Roman get in, you know, get some stuff in to look look strong. Let Roman look strong. Oh, I, I, I think I got a little bit of heat. And I, I was going to say, by the way, I got a little bit of heat the other day, but I want to go ahead and say it. I thought Roman and Kofi had a decent match on Raw, and I think it's because Kofi carries Roman. And uh, I know Keith Wilson's going to die if he ever hears me say that again, but I genuinely think Kofi carried Roman in that match. <laughs> Sometimes I legitimately want to be added back to that group. Just no, you don't. You really don't. Uh, yeah, you don't. I don't. <laughs> I literally, I think guys, we should literally book something between uh, Keith and who's the other guy, Joe. Joe Schmidt. I, I think it would turn into a shoot real quick. I think it should be. We literally should get them both to do a show and record it sometime. I think it would be. Well, they want to. Ever heard. They've both agreed to do it. Well, then we need, we to, need to make it happen. They're going to get this done. This thing would blow out box office numbers, I think. <laughs> I, I just, my one, it, it's so funny because we're talking about Keith Wilson, and there's a select few people that know who we're talking about, but I'll just explain. There's a wrestling group that we're a part of. There's a guy by the name of Keith Wilson in there. His prize for notoriety. What is it? That you're a part of. Neither of oh, us that's are. true. Jimmy we and Matt both left the out. group. Yes. I, I'm still there. I don't know why. I'm a sadist. But, uh, or a masochist, I should say. But, um, Keith Wilson, who who rose to notoriety with his first ever, uh, his all time important quote when somebody said Stan Hansen, he said, Who's Stan Hansen? And from <laughs> that point, that was, his, that, was his, that was his rise to fame. Since then, we've, uh, He's this guy. His his whole shtick is that he only watches WWE. Whatever happened in Ring of Honor or Japan, or it doesn't matter. All that matters is current WWE. 
if it happened in the past, he don't care. He don't want to know. And he will argue and, you know, fuss with people about this till he's blue in the face. My question is, does this character, Keith Wilson, actually believe what he's arguing? Or is he a troll? The work. I feel like it's got to be a work. He's the best worker on the board. I feel like it's legit, honestly. We'll never know until we get him on the show. be very interesting. <laughs> Everyone out there who's a wrestling fan, and it's if you're a big wrestling fan, you're in some kind of group normally by wrestling. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Everybody out there knows exactly the kind of people we're talking about. I mean, the people that... When The Rock was out there, they never referred to him as Rock. They only said Dwayne. Because for some reason, Rock was a bad word, you know. Just some of these crazy people out there. Have you ever noticed, and I guess that's one of the things about wrestling, is how passionate people get, at least, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People are as passionate, if not more, about it as anything out there. Yeah, because um, I think we're in a unique position because, and we call ourselves nerdy 30s, we literally have our toes dipped into most of what you would call the main nerd pools out there. And comic book fans can get real passionate and defensive about things. Uh you know, video game fans can get real passionate or defensive about their favorite series or this or that. Television fans. But I genuinely think no one gets as crazy and passionate about this stuff and arguing and so definitive behind whatever their viewpoint is in wrestling fans. I, I genuinely feel it's the top of the crazy thing. I think you're right, man. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people cut people out on porches over at one. <laughs> you know, I have to. <laughs> I, I literally have. <sighs> oh, uh. It's just like everybody... You know, it's like you get so into your style or you get so into a certain wrestler. Or, you know. There's these old schoolers out there that, you know, they think that's all there is. There's the people like, you know, Keith, I think all the only wrestling out there is WWE. And, and you got Ole Anderson. <laughs> oh, man. That's the one. I want, I want Ole Anderson versus Keith Wilson in the debate. Oh, oh my God. He would just, like, constantly yell at him and tell him to shut up with lots of... He'd probably things. call him some uh, names, too. But, uh... No. <laughs> if we can't do that, we may be able to book Scott Hawley versus Keith Wilson. I'm pretty sure that would be about the same thing. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Scott Hawley is all in. But, uh... Now you're right, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to say, though, we were talking about so much wrestling. And I did, I watched uh, tonight's Ring of Honor. I watched uh, the first hour of tonight's TNA before we did the show. And uh, I got to say, the 
I watched two really good hours of wrestling tonight so far. TNA was excellent. Well, I watched a really good match with Kurt Angle and Rockstar Spud. Uh, some exhibition stuff going on. Grado's going to be on there. I had, he was in the second hour. Uh, Grado's my new favorite wrestler. Uh, and Ring of Honor was awesome tonight. Uh, really good match with uh, Dalton Castle and Jason Liger. Dalton Castle is not long for the indie world, I'm just telling you. That guy, <laughs> the WWE's will come knocking on that guy real quick. Uh, man, I don't know. Though. There's just so much good wrestling. I haven't even watched Lucha Underground yet this week. I'll be watching that after we do the show. I've got a recording. Uh, cause I just, there's so much wrestling right now. That's why, you know, earlier I said there's just so much wrestling. Um, it, it's It's crazy how much wrestling we have right now to choose from. And I yeah, man. good time to I'm be a wrestling fan. Sorry. Go ahead, man. I said it's a real good time to be a wrestling fan. Let me let me get because I we hadn't fairly talked about it, but Dalton Castle, that's like one of my favorite things in ROH right now. Dude, that's uh-huh. amazing. Um he you know, I mean, and this isn't like a Lex Luger joke. I genuinely mean this guy is the total package. Look skill, character, being able to play the character. Um, I don't know that there's anything better going on right now in Ring of Honor than Dalton Castle. What do you think, Matt? Do you like it? Oh, man, I love it, yeah. I think it's it's everything you could desire, (laughs) frankly. Um. Between him, the Ring of Honor, I, you know, I've said this a few times, and I, I may have even said it on the show recently, but I'll say it again just in case. I do think Ring of Honor went through a real dry spell, like directly post Cornet. About the time that Cornet went, and for like a year or so there, I thought Ring of Honor went through a real dry spell where I, just, I didn't think it felt like the same Ring of Honor that I'd loved, and I was just kind of. At times, I'm a little bored with some of it. But I think right now, Ring of Honor has... I think it's really, really, really good right now. Like, they've came, uh, you know, completely came back, in my opinion. Uh, we watched the uh, Global Wars a few weeks ago with New Japan and Ring of Honor. I thought that was just an awesome show. Um, I think the TV's been really good. I think they've got a lot of really good young talent. Right now, plus the people that they have brought in is smart choices. Like, you know, the TMA castaways of Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. Well, that was one of the best things going to TNA for two years. TNA letting them go was crazy. Ring of Honor bringing them in has been brilliant. The addiction and Ring of Honor has been even better than TNA, I think. And, uh, I don't know. It just seems like they're doing everything right in the last year and a half, I would say. They um, they definitely have been good the last, like you say, year and a half. Sean, I know he, Waldo, he, he says about a year. Um, I'm so pumped to see Briscoe versus Lethal. Me too, dude. How hot is Jay Lethal right now? Dude, he is... I so that character would not transfer 
in WWE right now. But one of the best things in wrestling right now. Absolutely. I mean, that's what Matt and me and uh, Sizemore, I, we, we were talking about that that one night. I mean, really, it's just crazy to think how far he's came. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he's just, he's become one of the best things, like you said, in wrestling. Man. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for him to beat Lethal for the belt, actually. I know, not Lethal, but uh, Briscoe. You're pulling for Lethal to win? Mm-hmm, yeah. I think it's good for the storyline. I do too, man. I really do. Yeah. As much as I love the Briscoes. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, there's just so much I'm excited about in Ring of Honor right now. I love the Briscoes. I love Elgin. I love Dalton Castle. I mean, I, I really can't think of much of anything I don't like. And that's that's the way Ring of Honor used to be. And it's kind of gotten that way again with me. There's really nothing I can think of this way. Oh, this is the channel turning. Like, I, I pretty much like everything that's going on in Ring of Honor. They just, I mean, they're just money and exposure away to me from being big. Uh, yeah, and I'm hoping this Destination America thing does good for them. I know that uh, I think they got pretty respectable numbers last week considering that there was pretty much no advertisement for that. From what I was reading, they got some pretty good ratings. And the really encouraging news was the replay after TMA last week actually did better numbers than the first episode. Like then the, uh, you know, the original airing earlier in the night. Yeah. So I think that's encouraging. And, uh, I know that some people, um, people that we know, actually, even, uh, there was a thread I posted earlier on Facebook about something, and, uh, fans that had, that checked out Ring of Honor pretty much for, I think, the first time last week they were like, even, so, yeah, I think that exposure is coming for them, man. Well, we are 10 minutes over, so I guess we should probably call it the old quits for tonight. Matt hasn't just, talked tonight much, so let's let him wrap everything up. We didn't even cover half the stuff we want to cover because you'll get. We did a seventy-minute Broadway, baby. Well, like, <laughs> we'll go off Keith Wilson on everything. Matt, wrap it up. All right, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening once again to the nerdiest podcast on the internet. That is Nerdy Thirties. On behalf of myself, Matt Klein, my co-host Jeff Griffith, and Jimmy Kelly. Thank you and good night and keep it nerdy. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.